let's lose our minds over the latest edition of this podcast show. I'm your host, Sean Luke Welch, and I'm able to be joined by a special guest today, Jamal White, former point guard for the High Point University Panthers and overseas player. We have royalty in the building today. Uh, how's it, how, how do you feel coming on the show, my brother? My brother, how's it feel to be on here? Um, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to uh, do another show with John Luke. He's my guy, great guy, great um, spirit when it comes to sports. I just like talking to you about sports, man. We did this in college multiple times, so it's good to double back and do it again. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah let's, let's get into it. Did have a radio show together in college for those who used to listen back in my adolescent years. And he was a very prominent recurring figure. I'm thankful for him being on. Still as dull as usual. Doesn't get excited for anything. Talks as a cool, calm, collected brother. And I can't stand it because we need him to be amped up. I'm messing. I used to get the chops about this all the time. But again, in spite of his... Uh, a drab Demeter. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. But we're going to bring the excitement. We're going to get amped up because of the fact that we have breaking news. My goodness, the Nets and Kevin Durant, or rather, Kevin Durant has given the Nets an ultimatum in terms of what they can do with his trade request. He's, he's essentially said it's either between choose between me or choose between Steve Nash and General Manager Sean Marks. And that's the that's the, the, the ultimate that he gave to Joe uh Ticey. Tice, forget how to say his name. Remember, we'll call him Joe for now. Joe, the owner of the Nets. That's that, that Joe the O. Easy, easier way to reference him. <laughs> easier way to reference him. Joe the O, Joe the manager. Giving the, the ultimatum. But within the hour of that ultimatum, Joe went and immediately backed up. Sean Marks, Steve Nash, and his coaching staff saying that I and the rest of the front office stand behind Steve Nash, Sean Marks, and everybody else in, in, in management positions. We ain't moving them. We ain't, we ain't nobody getting shipped out. We ain't choosing mm-hmm. either because we got our guys. So from Jamal Wright, I want to hear from you. How do you feel about this whole situation in terms of your reaction to the immediacy of Joe essentially saying, you're not going to muscle us around, Katie. Well, it kind of starts with the product itself, Kevin Durant. Like, my thoughts on Kevin Durant is really um, – I got a lot of thoughts when it comes to Kevin Durant and his dramatic uh, out-of-nowhere request to get traded a couple months ago, which definitely threw me and a lot of basketball players off, a lot of fans off. Um. But that's a whole other story we could talk about later. Right now, we're just talking about the, mm. the incident that just recently happened. Basically, Kevin Durant's really trying to say, pick, you know, pick me or pick, you know, the coaching staff. And um, I mean, I understand Kevin Durant does have that leverage because he is Kevin Durant. He is that type of player that can do that. He's really good, really good at scoring the ball. He's a top five player in the in the league. So, I mean, he's using his leverage to get – I don't know exactly what, what he wants other than the coaching staff that they have right now. Like, he didn't say or name any other coaches, coaches that can come in and actually help them, if, you know, with whatever problems they may have internally as a team, which I feel like is based on the players, solely on the players. They really don't have anything to do with the coaches. But I digress. But – um. Right now, it's like a game of cat and mouse. Like, Kevin Durant, wants, he said he wants to get traded to a certain team, which it, it doesn't seem like he's going to get traded to anybody else. But I just feel like he was just trying to test the waters out and shock the world and just, just basically see, like, what could happen if he brought that out to the world. But then now it's like, okay, Kevin Durant has outwardly – I'm pretty sure they talked about this in closed doors about how they don't like the coaching staff or whatever. But now it's like – out there to the world and to the media that Kevin Durant is not really banging with the with the coaching staff or the GM and da da da. And for the for the GM and basically and the part owners of the of the team to say I'm we're standing behind the coaching staff and everybody that that you're that Kevin Durant isn't fully comfortable with playing with. It kind of shows that like the Nets believe in in their coaching staff and the and the people that they chose to lead the team. Mm. Um, so I mean we're gonna see right now is just. 
it's not it's just it's just it's just really just chaos and a bunch of noise but nothing's really about to happen no, no, as no. of right now i, w- I so. wouldn't say that now now wait a minute i wouldn't say that nothing is about to happen in terms of wood brooklyn because again mind you a lot of stuff can happen if not now come um the trade deadline in february because you gotta understand kevin durant you know him Kyrie. the whole point of him coming there was because he got Kyrie, and then he got James Harden. Now, James Harden left. Kyrie Irving had a, 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 an incredibly dramatic season in many people's eyes for the wrong reasons and took away from the team. Then they get knocked out in the playoffs. This, that, and the third all transpire. And now yeah. the situation that he was brought into, at least from my perspective, the situation that he wanted to be in and what he signed up for when he came here is not what he's getting and it's not what he's expecting, even though he's with his guy and they do support each other. I get that. But that doesn't change the fact that as a player who's of his caliber, again, his prime, you, if you look at it from his perspective, he's got four more years left in his prime, maybe three, and he signed a four-year extension. Right now, there aren't really the Nets aren't made to be successful right now for four years down the line. They're just not. I hate to say, if they had James Harden still, hey, okay, cool. He signs the extension. Now you got four years of y'all three together, most likely, and everything's right with the world. You're in the title contention every year. But because of the drama that happened with Kyrie Irving, that in some people's eyes drove James Harden out of Brooklyn because of the fact that now he saw the writing on the wall in terms of, oh, this team might be a mess. Let me get out of here. Now that he's gone, now that all that they have is Kyrie Irving, who, again, the whole reason why that the front office of the Nets didn't give him a max is because of the fact that I've said this before, he wasn't reliable. Whether it was injury or because of the whole vaccine situation or him just choosing not to play, a plethora of things that happened over the past couple of years that he's been on the Nets that have shown the Nets that, hey, you aren't reliable enough for us to give you a four-year, however many max, you know, however much money deal to just lock you in. All that's transpiring. Kevin Durant saying, okay, let me not waste my time. Let me make sure, while I love Kyrie Irving, while he's my guy, I got to do what's best for me because I'm still trying to win. And Kevin Durant, on the Nets right now, won't be able to carry them to a championship, even as, as presently constructed. Even if Kyrie Irving comes back, or not if, excuse me, let me take that back. When Kyrie Irving comes back, without the mandate in Brooklyn, even though there's still a mandate in Toronto, but again, he's, unless he's playing in Toronto for those couple games, the majority of the season, he's going to be eligible to play every game because the mandate, again, is gone. Player, even though was, the way that they had it wasn't really didn't really make sense. Exactly, it, it, it didn't. I, I, I agree to give it to him. It didn't make sense that players from that weren't vaccinated from other teams could play, but players yeah. on the team that weren't vaccinated couldn't play either. It was it was it was a contradiction. Very contradictory. Was a contradiction, but again, that wasn't the, the while that was something that was on the nets and not necessarily on Kyrie in terms of not being able to play, but them allowing other players to play in their own stadium. That, that, that was, while it's a contradiction, other things outside of that causing us to be wary. And so now, even with him being able to play actively, what if something else pulls his interest away from the game of basketball? And then he says, okay, I need to take time away for whatever the cause may be. That's going to be something that, hey, Kevin Durant's going to be, you know, struggling again. And even if he plays all season long and they get the chemistry and all that stuff, like the, like Kyrie said that they were lacking last season, yes. which is he had. had you think that would be yeah, if no. they played all season long and got the chemistry for that, with that specific team? No. It, with, 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 James, with James Harden or without no, James Harden? without the team they have right now. Oh, no, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Because you got to understand this. The, the whole reason why that they were so... No, yeah, the last, four, 
Laugh all you want. It's fine. I'm going to tell you why. The whole reason why they were so potent to win a championship was because they had that three-headed monster of three of the best. They had legitimately the best, on, on paper, the oh, best offensive talent the NBA yeah. had ever seen. Every, every so, so Go okay. ahead. Okay, so wait, wait. so so you saying the Nets wasn't supposed to beat the Boston Celtics this series, the, the one that they just played? I said it they didn't, wasn't, I didn't. I said they didn't have the talent to because I again. I'm saying, I said, were, were they supposed to beat them this year, this series? Was it, were they supposed to beat them this year? If the they, if it was, uh, was James Harden on the team? I don't know. With, with when they played this series this season, was they supposed to win that series? Were they, were they the favorites to win that series? If they were, whoever put them as favorites was wrong. I can speak for myself. I didn't have them. I did not have them winning against Boston, and I'm gonna tell you why. And the whole reason why that they weren't favorite that that once James Harden left, for me they dropped out of any consideration for a championship. And next season they won't be in consideration for a championship because of the fact that without James Harden, they couldn't just blow people out the water offensively on a consistent basis. They could forget defense. They didn't need defense. They didn't need coaching because of the fact that you had two players. One is one of the one of the one of the some will argue the greatest score the NBA has ever seen in Kevin Durant, as well as one of the top five players in the NBA. James Harden, a former MVP, and one of the greatest offensive stretches for a couple seasons that we've seen in history. And then Kyrie Irving is one who people say is one of the most skilled. I what do you mean? What, what did I say? People say he's, yeah, people say he's, he's, he's got one of the deepest bags that the NBA has ever seen from a player. That's most skilled player in the NBA right now. Again, again we, the argument of the argument of skill, a lot of people have different different definitions of. So yeah. I, when I say deepest bag, I mean a, a moves yeah. that he can do from any place on the floor. He has the he's one of the most adaptable players that I've seen. Phenomenal. Again, phenomenal. So they have all that, but if you they didn't have any defense whatsoever. Now you lose that. One and one again, the better of the three, or the or the top two of the three, such as James Harden, he leaves. You said what? I said the said better, the, the the top two of the three in James Harden. Top three what players like on better, that like, team? Yes. You think Kevin Durant, James Harden, then Kyrie Irving? Yes, that's what. what it, yes, that's what it was. How Kyrie Irving is an MVP. Kyrie Irving didn't average thirty six. Kyrie Irving hasn't averaged thirty six. Kyrie Irving hasn't. Kyrie Irving hasn't broken Will Chamberlain's record in terms of wait, scoring in the season. Wait, wait, wait. Is is James Harden today? Is he the same player that he was when he won those MVPs? No, because he was coming off for injury. Is he better? Is he is he even better than if when he, he won if those he's MVPs? Fully healthy. I'm talking about. I'm talking about him today. When the, when he played in the playoffs this past season, his, his last games he's played because he was hurt. This last season, we can be talking about the whole week. I give you the whole catalog of last season. Did he perform anywhere close to what he did as an MVP player? I'll give it to you when he got traded. When he got traded there, the first instance of him getting traded, he was the better player. When he got injured, Kyrie <laughs> Irving became the next vocal point. But again, right now, okay, 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 no, I answer your question. Right now, Kyrie Irving is the quote unquote better player because he's healthy. Because he's healthy. No, because he's healthy. Because he's healthy. Don't be stupid because he's healthy. That's why he's the better player right now because he's fully healthy. Next season, when James Harden fully comes back, fully off of injury, Nothing okay. is hindering him. Now, if he doesn't show up now, okay, we got a conversation. But uh -huh. we knew what he was coming into last season. We knew he wasn't fully who he was. But Wait, wasn't Kyrie coming off an injury too? What and what did he do? He bounced completely back. And you know oh, this. Okay. You you know this better than me because you're a player. You understand that injuries affect people differently. Exactly. Some, some people like LeBron, they can come, they can roll, they can severely roll an ankle, come back in the same game and drop 35. Some people, it takes a full season for them to get right to back to where they're supposed to be. Even, even, even if they can play, even if they can play on the floor, 
they're still nagging and lingering in terms of the effects of the injury that while they're on the court, they aren't able to produce. And it's visible. It was visible with James Harden. Kyrie Irving for a time, it was visible, but he quickly got over that and became, got back to fully healthy. Got back to, okay, now I can, I can use everything. I feel like with Kai, he was just coming off just not playing. Like, he just wasn't in game shape. Like, when he was able to play, when he started actually playing, like, this past season, mm-hmm. like, he just wasn't in game shape. He wasn't practicing. Or he, he was practicing with the team, but he wasn't playing. Like, everybody was in midseason shape. Again. So that's why I took him a couple of games to look like what he is now, you know? That's fine, but that doesn't negate the fact that the point still stands, whether it's fatigue or injury. Layoff or not, it affect each of those situations affects a player when they're coming back on the floor. Different. Yeah. Shoot, yeah. even 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 LeBron said in what what was that? What's that show? Uh, barbershop talk, something like that. Where everybody sitting in barbershop chairs. Even he said it takes him about fifteen games to get back into basketball shape. Yeah, he, you gotta. It's a, yeah, it's a rhythm. It's a, basketball is a rhythm, but exactly. you gotta, and that, you gotta, and that, that can be broken. Whether it's from injury or whether it's from fatigue or the playoff, either way, it affects people differently. But the point still stands that coming into that season, when James Harden got with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, it was expected that James Harden was going to be the number two, out and out, bar none. He was going to be the number two due to his past, his his due to what he did in the past. Yes. Seasons, yeah, he's expected to be number two, but what he showed was not number two. Then it was it was KD, it was Kyrie, James Harden. And again, That's respectfully, I've That's already all. given you the context for why. If next season James Harden comes back and plays fully healthy, there's not <laughs> going to be an argument as to whether who's better, who's the better player. It's okay. going to be James Harden. Okay, it's, not, it's going to be James Harden. <laughs> I highly doubt that, but okay. okay. Oh, you mean, so, hold on. So you mean to tell me that James, highly doubt so if James Harden averages what he normally averages. He's not the same player. Like even Joel Embiid said, Joel Embiid said it. He told the press, he said, people expect James Harden to be the same player that he was in Houston. He's not that. Okay. <laughs> he, he said, no. okay yeah, yeah. And, and you might be right. Because <laughs> his, his role on the team is different. It's wrong. Oh, it's, not. it's the point. No, 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 no. He's just not. I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you from a basketball player perspective. I'm. I see James Harden. Like I used to watch. I used to study his game a lot. He's just not. He, he's not moving the same way that he used to move at Houston. He's not able to 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 score on that same elite level just based off his body movements as he was in Houston. Houston, he was in a different rhythm. Like things was just moving perfectly. Like he knew where everybody's gonna 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 be at. He knew. Um, that he had an advantage with his step back move, like that he was he really low key changed the game with those one or two seasons. Like he was really like the most dominant scorer in the NBA by far. Now the league has gotten better over time, year by year. The NBA is going to keep getting better and going to see certain ways to stop players to do whatever. Like they're the league is going to keep getting better year by year. So if you get injured or whatever. Like you're kind of deteriorating your progress, and the league is not going to stop keep getting better. It's going to keep going, and you're like, you was all, you was right here with the league, and then the league is, is still is still going. Then you get injured, then you're like this. But the league is like, okay, forget you. Like you better figure it out. And now you trying to play catch up. James Harden right now, till right now today, is playing catch up. I promise you that. That's why Joel Embiid said that. He said people think he's the same player at Houston. He's not. He's still. You're not about to do this. He's still James Harden. He's still going to get you twenty. 21, 20, and 10 easily. No, well, easily. You know, no, don't, 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 don't downplay his numbers. At uh, his best, at his best, we've seen him give teams 30 to 35. Yeah, at his best, yeah, at James Harden's best, he was going crazy. I don't think he's going to get back to that. And, and yeah. again, even hurt, we were seeing him give, we were seeing him giving teams 30 and 15, 30 and 8, I just 25 don't, and 14. I just don't get back to that. I don't think that's all. Okay, he's okay. a good player, though, but he's not. He's not that no more. He okay, that. You know what? I, I, I'll, I'll give you this: Wally won't be averaging thirty six. Heck no. <laughs> Wally won't be. Wally probably won't be averaging thirty six points a game. He may, well, not may. Excuse me. Fully done, he can give you twenty five and nine easily, just yeah. on his passing ability 
and his yeah. ability to get to the hoop. Now, yeah. again, if you want to say his effectiveness has changed, it could be due to the fact that the rules have changed. Thank goodness that now players can't just bait fouls and be afraid to guard them. That can be a, that can be a very yeah. valid reason, which is why yeah. I said again. I while I give him his props, I never liked James Harden because of his style of play. I don't like Trey Young because of his style of play. <laughs> I, I don't. It's because of the fact that those. It's it's. I don't like foul baiters. I like somebody who's actually able to use their talent and yeah. get to, and 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 score, score on on an elite level. Not trying to bait, but just because of their offensive ability. Demar Derozan <laughs> is a perfect example of a player that yeah. everybody overlooked. But then when the rules changed and you couldn't just and people couldn't get away with fouls, all of a sudden you saw him getting shine and him averaging 25, 26 on turnarounds, mid-range buckets. Again, was one of the big reasons him and Zach Levine, the Bulls got put back on the map. Yeah. Were considered a legitimate. Uh, they were considered a legitimate title contender for a, yeah. a good chunk of the season yeah. because of, because because of they were just pure scores yeah. without the help of the rules. And and again, while now James Harden's uh, production could be diminished because of that, doesn't negate the fact that when he's able to play at his best, oh yeah, the yeah. effect that he has on the team, coupled with another major star. Like Joel Embiid is going to take the brunt of the load. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's going to be my whole season to be with that team. Like, yeah, I feel like this season he's gonna do he's gonna do better if he stays healthy and he plays the whole entire season. He's gonna do he's gonna do really good. He but, will. I mean, you know, injuries going injuries going to happen in the NBA. So again, that, it, whether they do or don't, it's up in the year because it's unpredictable. But the point still stands. Back to the original argument. Kyrie Irving was the third best player on that team when he got brought in. And right now, next season, when he's going to be the second best player, they're not going to be able to get past, or they're not going to be able to get to the finals. And they may get stopped at the Western Conference Finals again because of the fact that without substantial defense and currently with the roster that hasn't bolstered that other half of the floor, mind Ooh. you, they, they, they had Jared Allen that could have been a dominant rim protector. Trading him away for Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond has played not great. He has played As a 6'10 athletic person, yes, he gets boards. That's that's yeah. a given. That's a given. But then outside of that and maybe lob threats, he's not a great interior presence on the defensive end. That's he why they got Ben Simmons, though. Ben Simmons, you, you don't, don't use Ben Simmons as a as as a caveat because you saying oh he can come back oh he, when he comes back he's gonna be something serious the brother right now is taking him this long just to get healthy he's playing he's playing right now he played like in summer again, he's playing right now he's full five playing five and five yeah. again that getting and playing in the NBA on the floor is going yeah. to be different. I get and it, but I'm just like right we, now. And, and we can only base stuff off of the last intense, legitimate situation that he's been in, which was Atlanta. Yeah, but Atlanta, Ben Simmons? When he played against Atlanta. Oh, that was, you know how long that was? <laughs> like, yes. <what>? yes. <laughs> and that's, that's it's, it's, it's been that long since he's actually played. Yeah, I get it. But, like, you got to understand now he's in a. Totally different, different like situation. He ain't no. got to. He ain't got to have so much pressure on him. Hold on, wait. Talk about. Talk about. Wait a minute. If anything, anything if anything, the pressure is still there. It might not be as much pressure. Not for him. Not as an individual. Not for him. No, it ain't. Are you kidding me? This is people are talking about right now. People are talking about right now. This is his last shot potentially to show that he's a valuable asset to any NBA team. Do you, do you know he he Ben Simmons was he got did he get a um first team all defense did he get defensive player of the year award one, no one he year? didn't he never got defensive player of the year award. he's been in sure. he's yes I'm positive yeah but he's been a contender for defensive player of the year he's been, right? a, he's, been he's been in talk for defensive player and of the year first team all defense for like I mean first team defense for it was, it was it was it was either first or second or third one of those three I don't know I know I know I think it was first one time. 
And then okay, a couple of times. So his, his role on the Nets is literally going to be out there to strap up and make, like, like just run. Run and jump and strap up on defense. And, and let KD and Kyrie. And then, and then also, you can put the ball in his hands and make him just be a disher. He can do that easily. What? And he he doesn't have to worry about like the pressure being on him to do it. The pressure so is still the Sixers, on. Literally, the pressure was. No, the pressure. No, with the Sixers, the pressure was. The, no, no, we're talking about with the ball. Like if the ball is in his hands with the Nets, I'm I'm telling you, he's gonna you're gonna see him freely just play because he's not worried about offense. Like he if, like when they're on offense and he has the ball in his hands, he's not gonna be worrying about dang, I gotta get this, I gotta get I gotta I gotta make something happen. Cause something is going to happen with that with that team is on offense. It's just it's just bound to like Kyrie Katie, these are the top five most prolific these are top five best scores in the NBA. So Ben Simmons is like okay. And then add on to it, they're gonna they should have Joe Harris out there too. So like Ben Simmons is if you really think about it, him, this is a really, really, really good situation for him. Better than the 76ers, bro. I am not going to say that there is any quote unquote upside to Ben Simmons's game unless he shows it. Because just like you alluded to earlier, when people sit out for a long time, what happens? The NBA moves forward. This is from a player's perspective. NBA moves forward and you get lagged behind. The reason you were already lagging behind in the majority of people's eyes in the NBA. Now you've been on a layoff for three years, whether it was because of mental health or because of injury. Whether it was because of mental health, injury, both, either way. I'm not downplaying the, the severity, but I am yeah. upplaying, and rightfully so, what that does on the impact of a player. For him to get yeah. back into the mode of, okay, this is the rhythm that I can play at, at my best, regardless of whether the situation's better or worse, it's going to take time. And even if him playing at his best, him playing at his best on that team is still, still, got, uh, still had major plot holes in him being a main guy. And he's still going to be, he is going to be the third best player on this team still. And so that's, mm. yeah, yes, he is. Yes, he is. If he comes, when he, 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 he comes, he's going to be the third best if he, player. If he does what he's supposed to do, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that means he still has to give you fifteen and ten. And while that seems like oh he no, he right, again, while while that while that seems like a phenomenal thing, he had shooters in Brook, not Brooklyn, in Philly, and he still this, wasn't able to do much. Totally this, and they had a better totally defense. Different. Now you're in a situation. Just because they had shooters in, in the in the 76ers, this is these this is like the 76 was just he was he had the ball in his hands, they had a big, and then they had shooters surrounding Ben Simmons. So he had to get a ball screen and then figure out who's gonna be open. This now is there's shooters and scores that that teams played boxing one, boxing two on. So there's way more space on the court. Where he can just run and jump and dunk the ball, or if they if they try to stop him from doing that, then he can dish it out to Joe Harris or Kevin Durant or Kyrie to, to get them easy easier shots. And then if they get easier shots on him, it's gonna be like, dang, like I got all this space, nobody's around me. I'm about to just go to the hole, and then he can just use his speed to just run. Six ten athlete, like <laughs> the dude is a nice. He's a really good piece for that team. I like him for that team. With you look, what you have to understand when it comes with Ben Simmons, while he is a talent, mm-hmm. being six ten, whatever, quote unquote, the next LeBron, physical attributes only mean but so much. He wasn't able to use those attributes. And you think he's just gonna be able to get to the hole. Mind you, right now, on the nets, they're still gonna back off of him. He still he still isn't able to actively mm-hmm. the aggressor when it's time for him to be aggressive on the offensive end to take advantage of those opportunities when either a a he's mismatched or b he has an open line mm-hmm. yes he's, he's still a passer yes he can be a defender but the whole reason why i said that he's not he might not be able to reach the same level that he was at even in philly was because of the fact that, that 15 and 10 
or 15 and 8, whatever you want to give him for his sister, it was still with a full team that had everything. Inside game, outside game, defense, penetration, transition, youth, speed, strength. They had, at one point, they had a team that had all of that. But he still wasn't able to, as the guy, or even when he wasn't the guy. He was the guy. He was the guy. No, he, he, he Joel Embiid became the guy. It became, it took some time. Ben Simmons was the guy. Okay. Uh, you're right. He was the number two. And even on the number two, when he had everything else around him working for him, still wasn't able to be what they needed. Now okay. him, now him in a role player position mm-hmm. is going to be even more hindered because what are his talents? He's able to drive to the hoop, facilitate, and facilitate strength. We're not talking about physical attributes. We're talking about what he does with the ball. No, no, talent and he's a speed strength goes to his game as a defender. Yes, yeah, so all he- all of that is 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 best used when he has the ball in his hand. No, he, no, yes, no. yes. All of that is best used on defense. That's why that's why he was first team defense. Sir, his that, best his that, best attribute make him a make him a great defender. Like he his alone, best attribute is speed and and height. That's again, that's the top three: street strength and height. Again. Right? He, he alone, he alone, listen, listen, yeah, listen. Him by himself, even with Karen Durant, who is a good defender and can be great once he put when, when he when he applies himself. <laughs> Those two factors are not gonna be enough to turn that team from one of the worst defensive teams in the entire NBA to a solid fifteen. I say top I I be gonna see. Cause I, I like I like Ben Simmons as a defender, bro. I like him as a, as a you, defender. I do too, but that doesn't, that, the, that doesn't change the fact that everything else around him still has to be able to step up. And the pieces that they have right now are only offensive centric. Only often Marcus Smart is a phenomenal defender, one defensive player of the year. Say what I want about him, he still he legitimately he's a good defender, despite his 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 like I've said on the show in the past, despite his sh- many shortcomings on the offensive end. Him by himself on the Celtics is not what makes them is not what makes them the best defense in the NBA. Yeah. That's not what made them that. It was everybody, Jalen Brown, Jason Taylor to a lesser degree, Al Warford down in the post, Robert Williams down in the post, becoming yes. a, a, a perennial defensive star this season. All of that. Now, without without Marcus Smart, they still would be a good defensive team. While he is a great asset that further bolster up, bolsters them up, they still had everything else to make them a great defensive team and a fully complete basketball squad. On the Nets, they are only offensive-centric and nothing else. Even with Ben Simmons being the defensive guy, in essence, the defensive anchor, quote unquote, for this team, which is what he's going to be. Yeah. He is he going to play in the post or is he going to play out in the perimeter? Whatever he's six ten. Sir, even with what whichever, whichever spot on the floor he's going to be at, there's going to be a major hindrance on that other side because not on the inside. Nah, yo. <laughs> okay, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not, I'm not done. And on, and on top of that, and, oh, no, oh, hold on. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. On top of that, even with his defensive abilities on offense, unless he shows that he can actively attack when he needs to attack, which he hasn't, and we've yet to see, the teams are going to be able to sag off. Teams are going to be able to double KD or Kyrie and help on the shooters and force him to make a play. And and again, him making him play at this point in time is the equivalent of making Patrick Beverly shoot a three. It's what teams want. Okay. It's 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 what teams want. They want mm-hmm. him to make a play. Because right now, teams don't think both mentally or physically he has the capabilities to be able to actively, consistently take advantage of the opportunities that's given to him. So they they would want him to make a play on the team. Actively. 
And unless, again, unless he's playing center, if they run another big man along with Ben Simmons, like a, 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 a Andre Drummond, like a Blake Griffin, those types of players are further going to shrink the floor. So the only way you can play Ben Simmons is at the five. And he and while he can play in the post, his game is getting downhill, similar to Giannis. But unlike Giannis, he doesn't he can't go to the post and just do what he wants. That's not his game. That's not how he plays, despite his physical capabilities. It's not where he's comfortable. So say what you want about his defensive abilities. He can't he want, unless he shows that he can actively take advantage of mismatches on the perimeter. He he's going to be relegated to the he's not gonna have. He's not going to have to worry about doing that. He really don't have to do that. He don't have to worry about taking advantage of no mismatch. He don't got to. You got Kyrie, you got Kevin Durant next to him do that. If you try to double one of them, that's that, that's not good because you have Ben Simmons who's slashing to the basket and he will dunk on you. You got Joe Harris who's spotting up for a three ball. You got – so say, say, say you want to double KD. That's pretty stupid. You got Kyrie. <laughs> you got Kyrie. And you got Ben Simmons, you got Durant, you got um, Blake Griffin, who's a side piece. You got Drew, I mean, uh, Andre Drummond, but he's a, that's a good big, like, like who else they got on their team? That's really it, to be honest. But, like, like Ben Simmons isn't a liability yes, on he offense is. On, that specific, on that specific team. No, he's not, because yes, the pressure's is. not on him. No, he's not, yo. Yes, he's he not. Is. I'm trying to tell okay, you. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Off ball, what does he do? What? Nah. No, 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 Double teams will be coming. Triple teams will be coming. Yep. If you double team with triple team KD or Kyrie, say you double team Kyrie, you got two, you have two six eleven, six tens. Kevin Durant who can slash or just catch and shoot. And Ben Ben Simmons who will slash and will dunk on you. <laughs> like you gotta understand, don't you can't double team neither of them because Ben Simmons is re- okay. You know a, per- a perfect, a perfect example of what Ben Simmons is gonna be, but just a better, a better player of it, Bruce oh. Brown. He's gonna be Bruce Brown, but a better, a better, taller, bigger version of him. Just waiting for a, a, a cut or a slash to put the ball in the net. But rather than a floater, it's gonna be a dunk. It'll be a dunk easily every time. A better version of Bruce Brown isn't good. You understand that, right? And Bruce and at minimum, hold on, hold on, and 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 at minimum. Bruce Brown could at least hit a three once in a while and spread the floor. He didn't have to, but he didn't have to. He scored without making threes. You know, you know what he did? Just wait. He was waiting, waiting for a cut, waiting for a slash, putting the ball in the floater, floater, floater. That's all he was doing. He's playing a four man for real, for real. Brent Simmons is going to be that, but a better defender. And just he's not he's not floating. He's dunking on you. He's going to okay. dunk that ball every time. My, my, it's a lot of alley oops. My my, my confidence in Ben Simmons is not his ability because I know what he can do and is capable of. My my or excuse me, my lack of confidence in Ben Simmons is not in his, in his ability, but it is in his inability to capitalize on the opportunities given based on the last that we've seen of him and his reluctancy to come out again i'm I'm just saying that's the question that's oh it's it's a valid question to have and it's a valid question to have until he shows differently next season if he pulls like i've said this countless times on the show if i get proved wrong i say what a player has become and i praise them for it i don't ever say that somebody can only be what they are. That's stupid to think that nobody can evolve. But the question becomes, their willingness to evolve and show their evolution to be fruitful to whatever situation that they're in. That is a valid question to have with any player, and it's especially valid with Ben Simmons based on the track record that we've seen him up until this point in time. That's why I have full right and full, and full capacity 
to be skeptical of what his role can be because we're talking about the what ifs and the what he can do and what he should bring. What he should bring and what he actively does bring is incredibly different. Again, I go back to Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart should be a valuable 3 and D guy. Be able to knock down open three-pointers and score. Not, excuse me, excuse me. And, and be the best defensive player on the team, perimeter-wise. However, him as a player, while he, not, while he ticks one of those boxes, the other half of that box, he completely null and voids the defensive aspect. I've said both in becoming up mean? to coming oh, up to their Marcus offensive liability. I if, if, again, if you listen, go for those who are listening, go back and watch my last episodes on the Welch Report. When I covered them from the from the Heat all the way to every game of the NBA Finals, my consistent gripe with Marcus Smart was the fact that while you do everything great defensively, the problem is you consistently shoot yourself and whatever progress you make on the defensive end in the foot with your offensive play, whether it was a dumb turnover, whether it was a stupid shot in traffic, whether it was missing open threes, whether it was shooting 30% from three while you're taking four threes a game. That's not what that's your role and what you're called on to do. You're completely negating one half of that. And so any turnover that you get when we hit you in the corner, when we put you on the drive, when you're supposed to have a mismatch and you have an open lane, you don't hit. In fact, you're more, more than likely, I'm more likely to, if I'm a coach of Steve Kerr, I'm telling somebody, go on and run back instead of be ready to, 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 to defend if Marcus Smart is actively looking for a shot. Because no, one, no. No, because one, that's what the defense wants, and two, that's what most more than more likely than not, based on the, his production in that playoff series, he was not producing on the offensive end like he was called on to do. He wasn't. Wasn't it game two or game one? Game two, game two, they blew out the Warriors. He was but, cashing out. That was one game. He didn't do that for the rest of the series. If they only played five games. Bruce Brown, as you brought up, Bruce Brown is a good player, an average player, once had a career high, I believe, either season high or career high, of 25 points in the game. At one point in time, this how much did he average? But but yo, he's, he's, a, he's a good basketball player. I think he averaged below ten. No, he's worse than Marcus Smart. No, he's worse than Marcus Smart. He's worse than Marcus Smart. I know he didn't average below ten. I know he didn't average below ten for a fact. But look at okay, up okay. Then I'll say this: if he didn't, if he averaged more than ten, and Marcus Smart about averaged what maybe 14, 13, on the low end, twelve. If Marcus Smart, who is a valuable asset for that team, in the second, in again, a greater role than Bruce Brown, but still similar in terms of three and D, you're supposed to be able to hit the, hit the shot when you open and be one of our best yeah. defenders. If you're averaging similar to what yeah. Bruce Brown is doing, and he's a worse defend and he's a worse offensive player than you are, that should tell you how bad of a season, relative to what his importance to the team was. That Marcus Smart had not only throughout the season, but in the playoffs. Got it. Do you understand? This man only shot one percent better from three when he got to the postseason, as well as shot worse once he got to the finals. Do you get that? Do you understand that? So that's what I'm saying. For Ben well, going back to Ben Simmons, and last time we're gonna touch on this. With Ben Simmons, while we know what he can do and while we know what his role is going to be, or rather, excuse me, there's many options for what his role could be. But the guaranteed option, the concrete, he's going to be the third best option and he's going to be somebody that is going to have less responsibility. That's understood. That doesn't yeah. change the fact that his ability to produce within his newfound role is going to be pivotal. And whether or not he can actively be called upon to do what he's going to be called called to do. Because, again, it's up in the air right now. 
Because one, we don't know his health fully, and we don't know, two, what role they're going to put him in. Regardless of that, the fact still stands, if he can produce to a high level in his limited capacity, it's a question, and a valid question based on his past track record. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it is legitimate based on the way the team is constructed right now, the personnel that they have, the coaching, or in many people's eyes, like Kevin Durant, the lack thereof that they have in terms of to make adjustments and put people where they need to be, it's gonna it's a it's a valid concern to question whether Ben Simmons is actually going to be the piece that either A is 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 serviceable to good or B, which is the best option, the the piece that turns this franchise into a legitimate contender. Both of those at this point in time are astronomical in terms of if they can be achieved. Mm. And so that's why I'm not going to sit here and say and just tout up Ben Simmons for what his ability can be when I know what his production is on the floor. At this point in time, if he changes and shows he's better, then he's better. What else is, what else is there to say but the truth? But right now, the question of the truth should be questioned. And that's what I'm going to do. Whether you like it or anybody else likes it. Call it overblown or not. But that's just the fact of the matter. We don't know what he's going to bring. We don't know how he's going to play. We don't know what role he's going to be in. And we don't know how the rest of the team is going to be able to adapt to what he's going to bring to the floor. Which is, while he has defense, while he has perimeter play, while he can get to the hoop, the caveat is, one, the mental aspect is still in question. Two, how healthy is he really once he fully gets into basketball shape? And three... Is his gravity, or rather lack thereof, on the offensive end going to hurt their opportunity to be a dominantly offensive-focused squad? Because teams will sag off severely. And even when he tries to get to the hoop, there's going to be bodies in the paint. Because unless he's playing center, they're gonna, they, they may have him and another big man outside of Kevin Durant playing on the floor at the same time. And the way the reason why it worked when James Harden, Kyrie, and KD was there is because of the fact that while they only had one big man, they had three dominant scorers. Now they only have two. And, and, and as in two that you have to worry, worry about. The other the others were make sure he doesn't have a lane to just catch and shoot. Like Joe Harris or like Bruce Brown. And even Bruce Brown was way below that level in terms of shooting ability. And so again, his gravity or lack of gravity rather is going to be a major concern coupled with everything else that I previously said. That's why Ben Simmons for me is somebody that I'm not going to view at and say, oh, he's going to turn his career around or, oh, he's going to be able to live back up to what he used to be in Philly, just in a more confined role, but still incredibly elite. I give you the defense, but that's not enough. Just like I say with anybody, like like I say with Devin Booker, who's an offensive juggernaut. On defense, he's a bum. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Absolute bum. He is he, on defense. He is the liability on that squad. He is the biggest liability. Yes, he is. On their starting five. On their starting. On their starting five. Chris Paul, Malik Bridges, Jake Crowder. Chris Paul yeah. is the. No, he's not. For, no, he's, don't do that. Don't be stupid. Don't do that. No, no. Chris Paul has been one of the more elite defenders. Chris Paul has always been considered elite. He's been shown that he's elite. The whole re- been, Devin no. Booker. Devin Booker was getting switched on consistently. No. Consistently on defense. Let's do this, okay? Who was being attacked the most that last time, the last playoffs that they played? Who was being attacked the most? Yeah, well, it was team? it was between Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Chris Paul, so only because, Chris, Devin, yes, it was, yes, it was, because Devin Booker's a bum when it comes to defense. Everybody's saying he, he's the next Kobe. Forget that. That noise is stupid. That's absolutely ridiculous to say that he's the next Kobe when he can't defend high no hair on anybody on the defensive end, on anybody, on anybody. Oh, if you know basketball, you know he's a bum defender. 
you know he's covered up by everybody else on that squad, like Malik Bridges, like Jay Crowder, like DeAndre Ayton, like Chris Paul, who's able to actually play on ball defense despite his size. We know yeah. this. We know this. If you want to say that Luca took advantage of, of CP3, it's because Luca is a six. It wasn't just Luca. It wasn't just Luca. It wasn't just Luca. You gonna say what? You gonna say Jalen Brunson? He was flying Chris Paul. <laughs> he was flying Chris Paul. They That's literally, bro. They were literally kept attacking Chris Paul. They kept giving the ball to Jalen Brunson on the right elbow, left elbow, and it was one on one. Devin, <laughs> every Devin, time they were going directly. You Chris know, Ball. you know this. That Devin Booker is he, okay. Fine. Is Devin Booker a worse defender than Chris Paul? Is Devin Booker a worse defender than Chris Paul? It's a simple yes. yes. No, 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 no. Okay. No. So Devin Booker is not a he's not a better defender than Chris Paul. Is he a better defender than Malik Bridges? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not a like. I will take Devin Booker as a defender over Chris Paul right now in NBA. Yes, any day. Oh my God. Any day. Oh my taller, more agile, more quicker, longer, can can guard when needed. I'm taking him. Chris Paul can't name me a point. Okay, let's do this. Name me a point guard Chris Paul can guard right now. A like, starting like, point. Like, 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 like actively. Like name in, me in terms, a point in, guard he can guard in, right in, now. In, in terms of like he knows what he's doing. Starting point guard he can guard right now. He name can, me one. I would put in, in terms of defensive point guards. I would I, outside of June holiday. Okay, Martin, who can he guard? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm giving. You, I'm telling you. Outside of again, listen to what I'm about to say. Don't interrupt because you got to listen to the full statement. Outside of June holiday, outside of Marcus Smart, and outside of who's another? Actually, I don't think there's another point guard that's on his level in terms of defense. Legitimately, outside of those two. Outside, outside of those two players, I would take Chris Paul over any other player to guard any other point guard in the league right now. So oh, excuse me, excuse me. Over, over, any other, over any other PG, I would take Chris Paul to guard outside of those two. Anybody else in the league right now? So Steph Curry, anybody. So why, couldn't have, he, why couldn't he guard Jalen Brunson? Again, that's not even a top point guard in the again, league. He's nowhere near a top point guard in the again, league. Like you tried, to, like I said in your in a previous argument regarding Ben Simmons, one bad series does not dictate the man's full potential. And you know this. And you know this. One of the biggest one of the biggest reasons why the Suns are where they are right now. It's because of the fact that when Chris Paul got on the yeah, scene, I'm not. I didn't. That's not the debate that's going on right now. That's not what's going on right now. We're talking about Chris Paul's defender guarding other point guards in the NBA. Yes, he can guard he other. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. He can't guard Jalen Brunson. No, see, here's the thing. You're you're comparing. You, you when you say play defense, you want somebody to only owe somebody ah. to ten to fifteen, and that's and again right Wait, now, right now. Right now, with today's game, that's impossible. Giannis is one of the best defenders. Giannis is ar no, arguably, actually, not even arguably. Giannis is the best defender. In the Giannis is the best player in the NBA today. Giannis, NBA is, one, Giannis is one of the best defenders in the NBA. That's, that, that, that's a given. That's a given. Kawhi Leonard, same thing. Yeah. You wouldn't say that when LeBron put, you wouldn't say when LeBron put 35 on Kawhi's head when they were healthy. The the, the, see, the the season that he was healthy, fully. You can't say when KD dropped thirty on Kawhi that Kawhi wasn't playing good defense. You I'm can't saying, say that. I'm not okay. This is what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not looking at the defense as holding a thirty-five point score to 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 twenty-five or the twenty. Or like, like it's not that. I look at it like this. This is a great example. Jason Tatum. Versus Kevin Durant in the Boston versus Nets playoff series, Jason Tatum was frying Kevin Durant and getting stops on Kevin Durant, making him turn the ball over at crucial times, uh, making KD not look at Kevin effort. Durant at the all. Stops were team effort. The stops were team effort. If you saw their scheme, you saw. No, 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 I'm okay. saying, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, it was multiple, but Jason Tatum was primarily on on Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, most. you're right. He, he he did his role. Marcus Smart had Marcus Smart had Kyrie basically. And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but mostly Jason Tatum had Kevin Durant. Jason Tatum 
made Katie look really, really bad out there. Really bad out there on offense, not on defense, but on offense. That's what I'm saying as a defender. Chris Paul, I'm not, I'm not saying you're not about to, it's hard to stop any any NBA player. You, huh? NBA player can come up the bench. It's hard to stop him. Too. One, due to the rules. Two, these dudes are good. These dudes are, these are NBA players, bro. If you're in the NBA, you're good. No matter what, no matter what. You're right, so, you're right, you're right. Well, hold on, so hold on, like, wait, hold on before you say it. Make sure you caveat. While, again, any NBA player can beat just about anybody else regardless of what level that they're in because they're in the NBA. But when you're talking mm -hmm. about on the same playing field, yes, there is a big difference. And people can oh, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yes, yeah. bench players can definitely get locked up because yeah. they're not on the tier of a starter or a star or a superstar. Yeah. So, so, yeah. That's like yeah. New Will, like, like, you feel me, Jordan Clarkson, New Jordan Poole, like, we can go down the line. Like, there's a lot of bench players that are good. But I'm just saying, for for you to be um, isolated on defense continuously in a playoff series, which is small games, this, this seven, they played seven games. So, and this is the best of the best. This is the go to the finals. This is that. This is when you're supposed to be at your best. And you, for, for you to be isolated continuously and not just being isolated, but they're, they are um, the opposite team is actually getting um, progressional. Like, like they, they're scoring on you consistently. Like this, like I can compare Chris Paul to, to Steph Curry when it comes to defense. Steph Curry gets isolated a lot too because teams know if yes he does get isolated a lot because <laughs> teams know Stephen Curry on that specific it. team he it. is a oh okay I'm just I'm just looking at your face that's all but Steph Curry on that specific team for the Warriors is their weakest league on defense and if you make Stephen Curry work a lot on defense then that's going to hinder him on offense over time if you keep making him work foul all this stuff on defense, then overtime on offense is going to make him more tired over time because he has to guard each possessor. But as you've seen in the finals, as you've seen over time, Stephen Curry has gotten better defensively to the point where you can't just isolate him and you're going to score every single time or you're going to get a positive result every single time. Chris Paul, this past, <laughs> Chris Paul, this past series, yo, it was really bad. It was really, really bad to the point it's like, yo, like, the Mavericks clearly saw that, like, Chris Paul can't guard Brunson. Chris Paul can't guard Doncic. Let's use that every time for us to win. And it, and it worked. It worked. Again, like I previously said, one series does not dictate what a player's full capacity is as a talent. Okay. And on the defensive end, the fact that you compared Steph and Chris Paul on defense – it's utterly ridiculous. I, I will even, I, even though I think you're absolutely wrong, I will give you that Chris Paul, I, I, for the sake of argument, I'll give you that he wasn't a great on-ball defender. I, just for the sake of argument. It's not true, but I'll give you it. Just, just to point it is out. true. No, just, just to point out everything else that man does on defense, like calling out what the players are going to be, understanding who's cutting and who's not, off-ball ability, be able to cut off lanes so that people can't make passes, the ability to tell his teammates where he wants to go. He is the control center. Basketball yeah. IQ is great. I never, I'm not lacking his basketball IQ. is great. That's IQ. That's yes, not you are. Because right, right now you're saying, again, when I say Devin Booker is the worst defender on that team, Nah. And, 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 and is a bum defender is because of the fact that outside of any physical capabilities, one, he can't even use that. And then two, he's a terrible off-ball, on-ball defender. And then on any other facet of defense, he can't do anything either. He can't cut off passing lanes. He's not able to read what the defense is going to do. He does, he's able to react like you would expect a player of his caliber to react to when somebody's cutting or when a player is developing or when he's trying to rotate. He doesn't do that. Chris Paul does all of those things, even if you want to take away his on-ball ability. So, again, there is nothing that, Dre, that, 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 not Draymond Green, there is nothing that Devin Booker does that Chris Paul doesn't do at a higher level on defense, in any shape, way, or capacity. And there's nothing that Devin Booker does against anybody else outside of maybe bench players on his squad that is in any level of capacity to be relevant on the defensive end. It's, the, it's no way. At minimum, 
If Chris Paul can't block a shot, you at least know how crafty he is, and you know he'll strip the ball. He'll make you. He'll he'll draw an offensive uh, foul on you. I got you. He will. I got, he, he, I got will. He, he, he will be able to better, make. Bro. The league, league is getting better. It's the not, league, it's the not league about get, to just steal the, the ball. League, okay, the league is he getting better. And he's, he can just steal the ball from no more. The, 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 league is get, the league is getting better, and he's still able to find ways to be effective on the defensive end. Devin Booker, on the other hand, has not been able to do any of that, and he's supposed to be at the upper echelon of the evolution of the game. So what does that say? What does that say? Office of player. No, as a player, as a player. No, no, as as a player. I'm talking about wiggle. I'm not talking about him on one facet. We're not talking about a player. I'm talking about a player in totality. Again, we can play him to Kobe. So what the word's gonna happen? Don't nobody nobody compares they compare his scoring ability to Kobe's scoring ability. No, if you say he's the next Kobe, nobody says I don't say he's next Kobe. I don't say that. I just like his his scoring ability compared to Kobe's scoring ability. It it's 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 some comparison there, but no, the only thing that's comparable is turnaround. Scoring ability. Scoring ability, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Scoring ability. No, no. Same thing. Scoring scoring ability and using the same moves are two different things. I'll use boxing for an example. George Foreman had an incredible right hand. Deontay Wilder has an incredible right hand. Anybody who knows boxing would never make themselves or disrespect George Foreman to ever say that Deontay Wilder fights like George Foreman because of that one aspect of his his fighting style. What is Devin Booker's favorite shot? Yes, the turnaround. Style of play. Yeah, no, 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 no. What is his favorite shot? What oh, is the book of sister? I'm sorry. He he loves to take mid-range buckets. Thank you. So who did that? Who 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 was who's the perfectionist in that? The, 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 Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Those two. Okay, yeah, those two. Thank you. That's all. That's the comparison. So scoring ability. They like to shoot the same shots. They shoot the same shots consistently. Kobe done it longer at a high level. Yes. Devin Brooker seems to get getting to that point. We will see. There's more time left. That's it. That's Devin Brooker, ne- he's never getting to that point. He may not. He may not. But there's been spurs that we have seen that he looked like Kobe here and there. That's it. That's all we're saying. That's all. Just like Kyrie. Kyrie, we've seen spurts here and there that he looked like Kobe. That's it. We're not saying Kyrie's Kobe. We're not I, saying he will be Kobe. Just yeah. there's spurts. That's it. I, That's all. I, again, I'm, I'm speaking on the majority of what, uh, not you, mm-hmm. but other people in the NBA media consistently say, and it messes up fans because now they equate the somebody playing, they, they equate somebody playing like somebody else to them being as good as somebody else. And, yeah, and or or rather incredibly close to being on the skill level of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it works. And if people don't understand that, they will. we're going to see a generation of NBA fans that's gonna mess up everybody's legacy. All because somebody just because somebody does a tween tween cross, next thing you know, oh my gosh, they're top five in the NBA. It's not how stuff works. It's not how it's not how it works. And it's really it's oh gosh, it scares me. But again, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this whole situation with Kyrie and and, and excuse me, not Kyrie KD in Brooklyn in terms of what Ben Simmons is going to do. I don't think, one, I don't think KD's going to get traded. I don't yeah. think Kyrie Irving's going to get traded. I don't think they're getting to the finals. I don't think that they're going to be able to actually make it out the Western Conference finals with, how the, Ross, with, with how the roster is currently constructed. If they make changes and are able to flip players, like if they're able to flip DeAndre, uh, Andre Drummond for some other four pieces. I think they should keep him. I like him, bro. I, I like I him. I don't. Right, right now. Whole season? He's, whole season, too? He, again, again, a, a, as we're winding down, he's still valuable to some places. He can bring he can bring some key people that can make that team. Because now they're not in all of, they're not just an offense. They can't be only offensive centric with the way that the roster is constructed right now. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible. Because they don't have the luxury of having a three-headed isolation machine they just don't two people in ice the reason why the three headed isolation machine was so feared is because it ain't never been seen before except for in the olympics when everyone all the best players or, or an all-star game when all the best scorers were on the same squad 
Now you had that with James Harden, KD, and Kyrie. Now that you don't have that, and it's only a dual isolation threat, you're looking at a similar situation with Dame and CJ McCollum while at an infinitely higher level. Yeah. That style of basketball doesn't win. So now they're forced to have to look at getting more well-rounded pieces. So if they do, and I think flipping somebody like Andre Drummond for, again, a lesser center, but better perimeter defensive pieces that can at least come off the bench or or can flip interchangeably when, let's say, a team gets on a run or somebody else gets tired. Now you're not just looking at, okay, we got scrubs that we can just do whatever we want with. We at least got to somewhat have a wall to be able to stifle some of the bleeding so that when our offense, when our starters get back fully, okay, we can still, you know, either A, harp on the success that we had previously or, you know, have a chance to, to regroup without having a big run scored on us consistently. And bad teams looking like they can conquer the world because they're just able to score. Even though they're not on our level in terms of talent, the way that they're made up, they're better equipped to take us on. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think needs to be done with them specifically. But sadly, we have to end it because, again, that two-hour episode was an anomaly. We ain't trying to run that long unless I get sponsored. Hey, unless I get some money coming my way. Absolutely. But we got we 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 gonna turn it down for the time being. This has been another edition of the World Report, Jamal. Love for you to come on. Hopefully, you'll be able to come on again. This has been phenomenal. Again. Uh, thank you for coming on. Great guest. Check him out on Instagram. What's what what what's your social tag so people can know where to follow you? They want to keep up with your rise. Follow me on Instagram at just just Follow me. Well, there you go. What you heard here first? Follow Jamal Wright. Keep up with me. We're going to talk about the the NBA, NFL. We're going to have an episode on the NFL and boxing. The fights are coming up soon. Terrence Buckhoffer just got nearing completion for their deal. That's going to be major, too. We're going to talk and have a bunch of fun. Peace and love. We out.